0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, the pop culture podcast where we're not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. <laughs> Yay! No! Oh! <laughs> uh, so, as you can um, probably hear, uh, there are no men in this episode right now. Kevin, Ryan, and Zach are all gone because, like men, the only thing they have is the audacity. No, that is not my joke. I got it from TikTok, but it's fine. So, um, I. I'm here. Hi, Jordan Smearman. I've been on a couple of podcast episodes before, but um, now I'm back and I have two amazing women with me here today. So whoever wants to go first, introduce yourself, say who you are, what you do, blah, blah, blah.
1: Hi, I'm Maggie Latham. I am a senior in college. I am major in TV production and cinema. I love movies. I love TV. I've worked in many aspects of both. And I'm just really excited to be here with these wonderful ladies talking about Ooh. some wonderful ladies.
2: So yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay, my turn. Yes. I'm Katie Wright, and actually my brother is Zach, and he's on the podcast. Um, and I really wanted to be on it. So he let me join. Um, and also I just have one thing to say. He edits the podcast. Um, and he told me that I couldn't cuss. So f you Zach. <laughs> I love this already.
0: So, um, because there are no men here, and Maggie kind of already talked about it, we are going to talk about um, influential women in TV shows and or movies, and I'm just really excited because this is actually an interesting episode. Not to say that their episodes haven't been interesting. No, they suck.
1: (laughs) I give all of them one star.
0: I think this could help with their audience.
1: I don't know. I just tweak things put some estrogen in this podcast <laughs> there
2: we go
0: okay so we all kind of chose three different characters that we wanted to talk about we're going to be talking about the characters themselves not so much the actresses that play them um and they kind of have a broad range of things so um like mine are all from actually all disney characters but like animated series and then um Katie and Maggie's are more about like drama and um comedy comedies there we go thank you so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today so hopefully you can listen in like what you hear and also comment on some influential female characters that you like to watch on tv or in movies or anyone we missed yes because there was a long one this was very hard to choose Mm -hmm. very very hard
1: a lot of bad ass women yes another curse word for zach <laughs> i feel like every time now we cuss, so it's just gonna be like mm, zach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right who wants to start
2: um i guess i i can yes, i ma'am. will start
0: this was also katie's idea for an episode for the podcast so i yes, think it, i think it's
2: right for you to start yes i just wanted to be included and <laughs> i figured i could be yeah, all yeah, women yeah. in the media industry <laughs> <laughs> i just want to be appreciate it <laughs> um so my first influential female character is Brooke Davis from One Tree Hill um I started watching One Tree Hill I think I was probably still in middle school I'm only 19 um and I thought of the Hamilton lyric I'm sorry continue <laughs> only 19 but my mind is older <laughs> um but I just think I mean she started out she was terrible Mm -hmm. i mean she not that it's a bad thing but she slept around she didn't have her own personality she was just revolved her life around boys Mm -hmm. and she had a terrible upbringing her parents were awful but then she started her own company when she was what in high school Mm -hmm. and really reinvented herself Mm -hmm. to be her own person whereas like she started out just revolving her life around boys Mm -hmm. and Sophia Bush is just an amazing person in real life too. So, and her whole first
1: storyline in One Tree Hill just bouncing off, like one of her bigger storylines was like her love triangle. Yeah. And that was like what a lot of people focused on for a really long time. So it was really cool Mm -hmm. to see her progression of like that being such a huge plot point. And it was like one of those main TV, like love, like Chad Michael Murray was, you know, the Uh, dream of Cinderella story, literally of the early two thousands. And so her. And Peyton and that whole storyline right. was so toxic and just not good for women on TV. <laughs> so the fa- her story is really dope to see her character mm-hmm. have really great development into right. what she was in her um, younger adult life.
2: Well, and she was the only she wasn't in the pilot episode, but then it was in every single episode after that. She was the only mm-hmm. person I think to be in every episode besides the pilot. Uh, that stayed along.
1: I didn't notice that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I read that on like Internet Movie
1: Database. The more you know. (laughs) I'm
2: I'm I always after I watch TV shows, I have have to go read it. Of course. Like I have to go read Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Like the goofs and things like that (laughs) on Internet Movie Database. Have to. I've never watched
0: One Tree Hill. Like I've watched. Um, my old roommate Jenna. She watched it a couple times, and like I was just kind of tuning in. So I don't remember who's who. Brooke is dark hair. Darker hair. Okay. Um, she was she was one of the girls which
1: had Michael Murray at one point yeah. in the show. Okay. that's what a lot of people re- remember her as because okay. that was one of them. She the, was the
2: captain of the cheer team. Mm-hmm, she drank okay. and partied, and she was wild. She
1: was mm-hmm. the yeah. To she then like I remember like watching that at a very too young of an age as I shouldn't. Um. Yeah. And I remember just being like, "Whoa, is this what high school is like?" <laughs> and I was like, "I wanted to be her." She was yeah. so like yeah. She,
2: when she was so broken inside. Mm-hmm. That, like, I always remember the quote when she's, like, looking in the mirror. (laughs) And she's, like, why can't you be the girl who gets the boy and the baby, Mm -hmm. Brooke Davis? And it's just, like, oh. She gets the boy and the baby. Mm -hmm.
1: But, like, but also on her own terms, too. Right. She becomes, like, a baddie. And she just becomes, like, yeah. She she really, it shows the growth of, like, a teenager into a woman. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. And, like, how women can, like you can go through that and learn from it and grow from it. Well,
2: and I think a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. They have, they struggle to find who they are themselves. Yes, so they throw themselves into boys and just become the boy mm-hmm. um, instead of becoming their own person. Yeah. And I think Brooke became her own person in that way. Yeah. Dope, dope, like, development and following yeah, of that. For
1: sure. Because a lot of, in a lot of TV shows they'll keep it that way. Like, they'll make the girl, like, still become kind of a, you know, a baddie, but yeah. then she'll always still kind of, be connected to a male right, character yes. and yeah. it's like but with her she they re- did a really good job of kind of making her multifaceted mm-hmm. and grow and growing
2: as and a, i herself. think one last thing about the whole one tree hill show was their creator was mm. he was like assaulting them on set and was oh like, really yeah and i didn't would, know that yeah he was like groping them and it was like uh, yes uh, oh, it was wow. crazy and they all came out in the the whole cast stood behind all the women that were, like, assaulted by okay. him, and I think he lost his job. He was working on some show, and he, I think he lost it, and everyone, like, kind of dragged his name through the mud, because it deserved to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But she was one of the people who kind of stuck up for it, and oh. was tired being messed with by him. Yeah. Oh,
1: so that's crazy. I didn't even mm-hmm. know that. Wow. And One Tree Hill was, like, that show. I mean, like, we oh, yeah. have our teen dramas we kind of, like, had, I don't know, like... How much we all, but like Gossip Girl was kind of our era, and like, mm-hmm. um, but that was a little bit later. One Tree Hill was very early. Yeah, 2000s. I think it ended in like
2: 2013.
1: It ended like right after the CW stopped being like the WB. Too. Yeah, that's how you can also recognize it. That's
0: what they used to be. Mm-hmm. The I've WB. Went, I was like, what were they? Mm-hmm. Oh my god!
1: Like, okay. it was one of the few shows that like survived that transition, and also was like, um, able to, um like, still succeed after it. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, that's crazy. I
1: didn't even know that happened. Yeah. I
0: think, like, I didn't really watch a lot of, like, teen dramas, partly because my parents didn't really let me. And I kind of had to watch them like secretly on the side. So the Fosters was kind of my first one. Oh, line. yeah. And I just watched that with my mom. And then I watched Twisted too. Oh, you guys that wow. With Avon yeah. Yes, it, it only was, had one season. It was so good. It though. was so good. But then also, I think like the next one that I really started to watch was Glee. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I remember
2: my mom watched Glee and like. So did my mom. I feel like. I remember, like, getting made fun of for watching Glee. Like, I don't remember, but yeah. I feel like I did. I'm not sure. I felt like... Uh, <laughs> it's a repressive.
1: Yeah, Glee was one of those things, and I actually mm. have a character on my list from Glee that mm. later um, we'll talk about. But Glee was one of those things, like... In retrospect, yeah, it was really cringy, but at the time, it was very much, like, groundbreaking. I oh, yeah. It won Emmys, it won Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was really, really. And at the time, it was one of the most diverse right. shows on TV. Now oh, we yeah. look back and realize there was a lot of tropes and a lot of, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, stereotypes, yes. which is great. But, like, at but the time. it was also about high school. Mm-hmm. I mean. A lot of high school tropes, yeah. And right. So, I think, like, it's one of those things, like, retrospectively, you look back on, and it's like, oh, it's kind of cringy now, but, like, at the time, it was mm-hmm. like, oh. But, and I feel like One Tree Hill is one of those few shows that's like, okay, you can look back on it, and it's not super cringy. Like, no. it's, it's
2: of its time. It's the early 2000s cringe. But mm-hmm. that's, like, it's like the low-rise jeans are terrible. Yes, <laughs> but, like, the storyline It's still there, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's still really, really good.
0: Okay, so before we hit our break, Maggie, do you want to talk about your Glee character right now, or do you want to wait?
1: I can go ahead and talk about our Glee my okay. Glee character since we are here. Um, yes. since we're talking about Glee and those kind of tropes in high school things like that. Um, yeah, this is uh, Santana Lopez from yes. Glee, played by the wonderful late Naya Rivera. Um, I almost didn't y. want to pick yeah, I almost didn't want to pick this because it's kind of sad to think about now, but I think it's also important like for her legacy to mm. continue talking about her. Yes. And Santana Lopez was um Mexican-American um, teenager. Um, she was the captain of the cheerleading. Well, she was one of the... Like, they were... I think the they were all... Trinities. They were all captains at one point. <laughs> yes. It was a very... Then they all quit at the same time. Yeah, it was very... Yeah. But she was in the Glee cl- Club and she was one of the characters in Glee and she came out in season three, I think it was, as mm-hmm. bisexual. And that was a really big deal. At the time, they had dealt with um, the gay character... Like, one of the male gay characters coming out in early yeah. season one, but they really hadn't tackled female sexuality and she was the first character to really... They dived into it, and mm. her dealing with her sexuality as um, a Latina, and dealing with it just in her life, mm. and I think it was one of the things that Glee actually handled pretty decently. I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think her character, she was so multifaceted, and it wasn't like she was... In the original, I think, like, season two, when they first made her, like, a um, like a recurring character, mm-hmm. they kind of were, just made her, like, this angry, like... Mexican woman which yes. isn't great <laughs> right um and then I think like they kind of delved into it more and like she they she really has this beautiful monologue and she was like she was just mad at the world mm-hmm. and she was mad she couldn't be herself and um seeing that growing up was very beneficial to me um as I was uh, a bisexual girl who was mm-hmm. like dealing with her sexuality and to see it on screen portrayed really well and she does and she doesn't have she has amazing support but she also gets rejected by her grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, it's still very Yeah, I and it's like heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking and um I think one of my favorite quotes from her is like um it's just like um I have to just be me and it's just mm-hmm. like it's like this feeling of defeat. Mm-hmm. And um I think it was a beautiful thing to see this strong woman deal with her sexuality, go through like the ups and downs of it and still come out on the other side of just like happy to be herself and to be who she was. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, I think that was one of the best things we did, and I think Naya Rivera portrayed that character beautifully, and I she think so too. and she did a lot for the LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, community outside of the show and within the show, and she won a lot of GLAAD awards for Santana, and um, also like. I'm not a woman of color. None of us are in this no. room. But I think also, you know, a lot of the responses from, you know, the mm-hmm. Latin Latinx community for her was very also very positive because it was like mm-hmm. seeing somebody on screen that was strong and multifaceted and had all these layers to her. um, Not just being like an angry Mexican woman, you know. Right. So.
0: And I think that was really good, too, like something that I've kind of noticed with the TV shows and movies that we started to grow up with is that they're showing more representation. So like, even if you are not part of the LGBT community or the people of color community, like you can at least become aware of the like situations and issues that they face in the world. And then that actually helps us become more empathetic towards them. Mm -hmm. So like how you identify with Santana as a bisexual woman, trying to figure out your bisexuality, like me, like I'm, I'm straight and I'm cisgender. Like I, I am very privileged, but like I could also see how that would be difficult. To figure out kind of who you are and, like, being accepted into, like, maybe you don't necessarily um, relate to the LGBT community. Maybe, like, they haven't really accepted you. I know that, like, I've seen that's been kind of, like, an issue, too, especially with, like, bisexuals, like, like um, mixed-race people, too. Like, am I too white? Like, I'm too black Mm -hmm. for the white community, but I'm too black, like, I'm too white for the black community. Like, like that. I think I said that right. Um. Or, like, you know, I'm too straight for the gay community, but I'm too gay for the straight community type Mm -hmm. of thing. So I think, like, that's something cool that TV shows are now starting to recognize and actually put into their shows and their movies just to show, like, recognition and show representation. Mm -hmm. And I think Santana was, like, very, like, groundbreaking for that, too. Because she was, like, one of the very first LGBT characters that I saw, actually, like, LGBT women that I Mm -hmm. saw, like, on the screen. And that
1: was another huge thing. Like Mm -hmm. I mentioned, they had dealt with um, Kurt's sexuality in the the very early seasons Mm -hmm. of him being gay. And um, so I had never seen a gay, like, a proud, like, LGBTQ woman on screen. And so... Um, It was crazy for me to see, and I didn't know I was bi at the time, but I think Mm -hmm. I knew, like, deep down, Mm -hmm. and I remember for Christmas, I literally, there's a Born This Way episode where she wants to write, like, lesbian across, but Mm her um, girlfriend makes it, and her girlfriend's not that smart, so she writes
2: Lebanese, (laughs) and I asked. I was so confused. Me and my mom watched that episode, and we were like, oh, maybe she's just, like, ashamed of being Lebanese. (laughs) (laughs) We had no clue, and then Eventually realized. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and so I was like, oh, and I asked for that for Christmas. I asked for the Lebanese shirt for Christmas. I should have known. (laughs) And my dad bought it for me. Luckily, I mean, like, Mm. I mean, they were super supportive. My parents were pretty cool, um, about that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. So it was just so like I didn't I didn't even realize at the time. But now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's why she was my favorite character because Mm. she was bi, and I was bi, and I didn't know yet. And so,
2: literally, so I
1: think thing thing. Santana
2: too was it was. She was, people weren't suspicious that she was. Mm -hmm. It was no one thought that she was going to turn out to be bisexual. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, you saw Kurt and you were like, okay, well, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. like, that makes sense. And if people, I think there's a lot of people like Santana. And I think that's why she was so mean Mm -hmm. at the beginning because she was kind of quote unquote the. I Mm -hmm. mean, people did not, she had her friends, she was popular, but I think she was hiding so much pain in her Mm -hmm. that she wasn't herself. She was with these guys who didn't love her because she didn't love them either. And I think that's a lot for women now to see that, oh, maybe I do feel the same. I'm mean, Mm -hmm. but I feel the same way as Santana does. So she can come out. So can I. Mm Right. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And with that, we will take a short break and we'll be right back.
1: Looking for a spot to advertise your business, product, or service? You can have a personalized ad right here on Committed Critics. Email us at committedcritics at gmail.com for more info.
0: Welcome back to this special episode of Committed Critics, where we are talking about influential women in TV and movies. Um, Jordan Smearman here again with Maggie Latham and Katie Wright. No boys this episode because we can. No boys allowed. There's a a female vice president now. We can do this. We've actually taken over. We stand on the <laughs> so um before the break we talked about Brooke Davis and we also talked about Santana Lopez and um those were the characters Maggie and Katie chose. Um now it's my turn. So um I chose all different uh Disney characters. I didn't mean it to just be Disney, but these were um very influential kind of like animated girls that I thought like we definitely grew up with and stuff. So um the first one I'm going to talk about Actually I did it in chronological order of the movies coming out. I didn't realize <laughs> that. So um the first one I want to talk about is Mulan. So Mulan, we're talking about the animated version, not the live action version. I haven't seen the live action. I'm not going to, no. Um so it's free now on Disney Plus. It is free now. <laughs> I don't have to pay $30. Um That's bold. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so with Mulan, I thought it was a little bit different. Like it was it was things about like it was strong women characters, right, that we didn't even realize. Because, like, you think about, like, previous Disney princesses, they were all, like, bashing on each other. Like, if you think about Cinderella, like, the st- the stepmom, the stepsisters were just, like, shitting on her and just being, like, like, she was her, like, their slave and then, like, just got a prince and then her life was better. Like, everything had to be... Vain. Oh, if it was that easy. Yeah, and <laughs> was like, you just have to find your prince and your life will be immediately better. But what I liked about Mulan was that, she wasn't planning on doing that she was just trying to save her dad from going back into the war and not to mention i put this in all caps in my notes she literally saved china she <laughs> saved china she saved china she, and she did that and another thing that i really like too that i was kind of thinking about as i was writing my notes for this is that she didn't conform to chinese beauty standards and traditions so that very first like opening like just put the makeup on and she meets with the matchmaker because she's just trying to find her perfect match because women can't do anything. They just need to get married and have have kids or whatever. And she didn't conform to it. She realized that wasn't her. And then you got the beautiful reflection uh, reflection song, which we
2: love that. Um, It does bother me, though, with the whole reflection song. It's a beautiful song. right? But when they came out with it on Disney Channel, Christina Aguilera sang it, who's a white female. They could Uh, not have someone who's like from... Asia. Right, yeah, they didn't have, sorry. it was
0: just, they didn't have, a um, Asian descent. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Asian descent, there we go. So that, like, that was just the thing that I like, to, and the traditions, too, like, men were the ones to go off and fight in the war, women, like, women stayed home, like, she said, no, like, f- you, sorry, Zach, um, <laughs> So it was just like screw you like i can go and fight in this war too and she trained and proved that she could fight with the men mm-hmm. like she showed them up Period. because another thing i said was that she worked smarter and harder mm-hmm. like if you think about how like they, most women have to yeah you're right like <laughs> especially she, women of color color mm-hmm. yes of course um but like how the arrow up on the totem mm-hmm. pole or like the pole and like she used the metals to actually like get up there and use it where all the other men were just like trying to climb up with them like holding down like she worked smarter
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she was able to prove herself and she was like with the water buckets too they were all like oh this weakling like she can't like they he couldn't do this because she's portrayed as a he right now but um then she shows up and she's like like S- again screw you i can do these things mm-hmm. and it was just like it was just such so cool to mm-hmm. see that and like sure we didn't really recognize that when we were younger because we were just like oh like pretty colors and like oh there's mushu the dragon he's cool <laughs> and like this is kind of funny <laughs> um but then you like look back at it and you're like wow this is actually kind of like a powerful message compared to what Disney released before that for young like little girls and stuff like that like Mulan sure. was
2: a little bit it was different it was changing things yeah I think with Mulan too is like I mean I remember watching Mulan when I was younger and mm-hmm. right? I did not sit there and think wow she's Asian and on TV right it was like I think you could have raised your children that way mm-hmm. and to be like well when you see someone that's different why is it not why does it matter Everyone should be. Mm -hmm. embrace for who they are, but I think growing up, kids nowadays are like, oh, wow, they look like me. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, when I watched it as a white female, I was like, oh, this is cool. It yeah. didn't have anything to do with her being Asian. I remember the first time I realized that was I was talking to one of
1: my friends who was of, uh, she's of mixed race, and mm-hmm. we were all talking about, like, one film had to go, and everyone was talking about Aladdin. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. It, like, we were choosing between a bunch of Disney films, mm-hmm. and someone was like, oh, yeah, Aladdin. Like, that's obviously it. And she was like, no, I can't pick Aladdin because that was the first time I saw a woman of color right. on screen oh, in a Jasmine Disney movie with Jasmine. Family. So it's so important that mm-hmm. I remember presentation and also about Mulan I think what's awesome is like it really shows her like she was there for the super she did all these super amazing things and saved China but at the end of the day she wasn't trying to be this super feminist fighting icon she mm-hmm. was truly just trying to save her family right and I think that's so dope but like it has a message of a film it's like mm-hmm. she's a super badass but like also like she was just trying to be there for her loved mm-hmm. ones so super cool yeah, yeah. Mulan's dope
0: all right, well, Zach just came in and told us we only have ten minutes left, so we have to do kind of a speed
2: round of our Break other
0: two remaining characters each into our categories, uh-huh. and here we go cool.
2: Katie. all right, um, my last two are Hermione Granger yes. from Harry Potter, of course, and Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation. yes, period um, Hermione, because she I think she was probably one of the first female characters that I saw on t v because my mom loved Harry Potter. I really wasn't into it. I didn't get into it till about high school. Um, But she was cool. And she was smart. And she punched Draco. And that was awesome. Yes. Harry. And Harry and Ron would have died if mm-hmm. they did not have Hermione. Literally.
1: She was this. like one of the first girls that saw, like, she was smarter than the boys. Yeah. yeah she
2: was, she could smoke them. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Leslie note because nothing could bring her down no her town turned their backs on her and she's like i'm still gonna be on city council get on your feet (laughs) get Get up up and make it happen (laughs) period and she didn't ben stayed for her Mm -hmm. she didn't go where ben wanted to go he came to pawnee and lived with her Mm -hmm. in podunk indiana period
1: Yeah, Leslie is one of, like, the biggest rays of sunshine in television. (laughs) I know. And by Amy Poehler. And it was written by Amy Poehler and produced by Mm. Amy Poehler. Like, such a powerhouse.
2: um, Rashida Jones was in there, too. Mm -hmm. And she's a woman of color.
1: Beautiful. It was a beautifully diverse cast, not because, like, they were trying to be diverse. Linna
2: Zizasari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just um, beautiful. Yes. Like, dope. Leslie's amazing. amazing. I want to be her when I grow up.
0: When I, when I first started watching Parks and Rec, cause I didn't watch it until um, over quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I've been to the entire season right before I left Netflix, RIP. Um, but, like, I identified with Leslie so much because I was like, I'm just trying to work hard and, like, nothing can drag me down anymore. Like, I'm just going to keep pushing forward, and hopefully love what I do. Like, my goal in life is to be as happy as <laughs> Leslie
2: Knope doing government work. Like,
0: I want to do that with like, my job. Just be
2: able to, like, go she in She was, day. like, the real-life Spongebob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was, like, no one pouring yeah. her down.
1: Yes. I love it. Um, All right, Maggie, what are your two? So, my last two, my first one is Olive Pendergrass from Easy A, mm-hmm. And I picked her because... Um, I felt like that was one of the first coming of age films I felt for my generation, mm-hmm. like that and like Prince of Being a Wallflower* and like that era of yes. film. I told like, myself I was going
2: to watch that movie. I have never.
1: You seen need that. to. It's oh. beautiful. I saw like, it on your life. TikTok. It's will, beautiful. Watch
2: it, but um,
1: no like I felt like our our coming of age films were always like our '80s like John Hughes movies, yes. and those are great, but they don't really deal with our current issues. No. And *Easy A* was one of the first films I saw at a good age that reminded me of like what slut shaming was and what Mm -hmm. a woman's sexual history and how those things are talked about in our society. And it's a great, and it's a great commentary on early 2010 society. Mm -hmm. And just all of is a, a real character. She's an awkward 17 year old girl and she just likes Penn Badgley and she just wants to date him (laughs) and she's awkward around him. And that's a B plot in the film also like her story of coming to terms with her like fake sexual history, you know, and what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, is so much more important and it's great commentary of like, it's nobody's, like at the end of the film, she's like, I could have sex with this boy tonight or tomorrow night or five minutes from now. Mm-hmm. But the good part is, it's nobody's goddamn business. Yes, And that is just always what I've taken away from it. And also the parents uh, are...
2: <laughs> like, You're adopted? Oh Who told you? <laughs> One of the best parts of
1: early 2010 cinema. So, yes. I, I just love all of and I just like, her comedy is unmatched and Emma Stone is just mm-hmm. iconic. So... I got <laughs> And it's influenced and it's so ingrained in our culture. Like everyone knows yes. those jokes. It's such a good movie. So underrated in my opinion. I need to rewatch it.
2: Well and it's I, funny. I, it's not super serious where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is kind of okay. I get the message. Mm-hmm. No, it's funny. You yeah. wanna watch it.
1: It's a great film with like great um great message, but also yes. but it's not rubbing it in your face. Right. It's right, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I watch that movie whenever I'm sad. That's like my that's my one of my <laughs> comfort, comfort movies. movies. I love so, it. So one of my comfort movies. And then my second character was Christina Yang from Grace Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Sandra Oh, Christina Yang is my, now. Grey's Anatomy, it's turned into a little bit of a, uh, it's a little, little wild now, 20 years later, you know, but in the Ooh. early like seasons one through like eight, Christina Yang one went through two. <laughs> <laughs> was like my favorite, Christina was my favorite character mm-hmm. because I feel like Shonda Rhimes presented her as this woman that was like, I just want a career over love. And then she got love and she experienced those things. And it kind of wasn't more of a question of like, can women, ha- can women have it all? Do women want to have it all? Right. Everyone always asks. Well, can she have it all? Can she go to work and have a career and have a husband and kids? Mm-hmm. Does it? Does she want it? Right. And I felt like that's what Christina Yang's story is about. Like, does she even want to have it all, or does she just want her career? And mm-hmm. is
2: that okay? What is that all to her?
1: Exactly. That's her all. And so I think it's beautiful her storyline. And she goes through so many dark periods. I mean, she stops surgery for a while. Like mm-hmm. she's not, after the shooting. Like she's she has PTSD. She goes through all these ups and downs and she leaves the show essentially in her story to go work for something way better way more deserving of her and like the last one of her last lines she says to meredith about her meredith's relationship with mcdreamy is he's very dreamy but he is not the son you are and i think that's such a Ooh, beautiful i like that. that's oh, my favorite that's one of my, so
2: good. one of my
1: favorite quotes of television is just um that because it's like you know, you are your own person. Mm-hmm. You are your own center of your own universe. So yeah, Christina Yang, I will, I will die for her. Mm-hmm. I
2: <sighs> And I think Christina Yang, one major part of Christina Yang was when she was with Owen when she got pregnant mm-hmm. and she didn't want to have kids. Yep. She didn't. And mm-hmm. she ultimately had an abortion mm-hmm. and she was okay with that. Yeah. She did not want to be a mom. She wanted to be a surgeon in that. Yeah. And a su- successful one. And she
1: stayed her own person. She never right.
2: lost her eye on
1: her own goals in her life, which I thought was beautiful. But
0: <laughs> another character that made me think of was um, Paula from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a really good show. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a few episodes. Yeah.
0: So there's the main character. Um, and But then there's her best friend, Paula. And Paula's uh, studying to be a, law- a lawyer. She's a paralegal. And she's, like, older. She has two, like, teenage sons. And then she ends up finding out that she's pregnant, and she decides to get an abortion because she's like, "I have two sons already, and I want to be a lawyer. This baby was will stop me, or mm-hmm. this this fetus will like stop me and like from achieving my dreams." Yeah, and I just thought that was so, like so powerful because like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was one of those shows that really, to me, showed more women's issues and yeah. also mental health issues too. Like that was something they really took seriously, and also women's sexuality, yeah, things because um, Rebecca, she, the main character, like she. She slept with multiple other like, other guys in, her, um, in the series. And it was just so powerful to kind of see that and see women kind of taking charge of their um, lives, which actually is a good tie-in to my other characters. Yes, so um, the other one that I chose was Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog is mm-hmm. probably one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. I absolutely love it. And I love her because she does not want a man. She is all about getting this restaurant for her dad. And like in her dad's honor, and she's like, "I this is my dream, this is my passion," and she just works her butt off to do this. Yeah. And but then everyone's doubting her because like, a, like the um, when she's at the ball, and the real estate agents are like, "A woman of your like background probably can't do this," and it's just like, "Are you saying racist?" That? Right. <laughs> like yeah. racist. That's racist. That's sexist. And it's just like you can't like. It's just amazing to her that she's kind of like you know what, watch me, and like. And her dream was just to make something of herself and not using a man to get there. Does she find love in the end? Yeah, she does. But then she kind of realizes that. And that's that, great. Right. She saw <laughs> But the, you she, don't need it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She saw the importance of love and community. Because that's the one thing she was like, my. Um, when she's talking to the villain, she was like, my dad never got what he wanted, but he had what he needed. He had love. Mm-hmm. And she's like, remembered, like, just the community, that, that community aspect. He had the love of his neighbors and his daughter and his wife. And she was like, that's what, like, that's what he needed. Yeah. And that's what she wanted, too. She's like, I want love. I want that sense of community. And that's what I want in my restaurant. And she also still worked for what she wanted. Yeah, she married Naveen at the end. But then they opened up the restaurant anyways. And she got her she got her dream. So I just thought that was amazing. And then my other character was Moana. Queen. We love Moana, too. <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
2: Literally.
0: Literally. <laughs> but there was no love interest for Moana. Yeah. That's what I thought was so interesting. Like, Frozen. Just a girl in her rooster. Yeah. Just a girl in the water. Just a girl in the water. Girl in the ocean. She just really wanted what was best for her people. Like, she wanted what was best for her people. And also, she used understanding for figuring out to Like, if you think about it, all the guys, like, Maui was just choosing violence. He woke up and chose violence <laughs> every whole, single day. And Moana was kind of like, move She's like, no, think hard. Like, think smarter, not harder. And she just kind of like used understanding and was like, "Oh, I understand? you're actually tafiti,
2: like to cause tafiti, and you just you want your heart back, like yeah, back. I get that." Well, and you didn't see any other men jumping into the water right, to save, yeah. them. save the and, town. You know, like I said, she
0: could prove she could handle herself, too. And she was just outsmarting opponents. She was, she was like, like she 15. Was like that. Yeah. yeah that. a great commentary
1: about peace, too. And yeah. about, like, love and about, like, the, the way we handle situations. Mm. And also, I think, a beautiful commentary of, like, people are like, women can't lead and women can't do these things. Mm. Because, like, Mulan proves, like, women can do anything a man can do, right just better. But I think Moana also proves women can do anything men can't do because sometimes women have their own things they bring to the table right that we don't even talk about like women, the way mm-hmm. women think and the way they think a little bit more compassionately and mm-hmm. think of like oh if there were
2: less penises in the world <laughs> there'd be a whole lot more empathy
1: oh for yes! sure 100 percent. i mean it's just proven and it's like you can call it maternal whatever mm-hmm. but it's just it's a natural instinct of women to like or it's just like being good
2: that too, right? Yeah. Not having yeah. toxic masculinity. Literally. That
0: was my whole issue with like the whole like female president debate. Like a like a woman can't be president because she'll get on her period and want to drop nukes. And I was like, Did you see the crybaby that just left office? Like, uh,
1: literally. You L- can't
0: never tell me that a they woman. They took can't Twitter be away from that. Right. <laughs> they took every social media platform
2: away and from Donald Trump. 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 A woman you know can. what you have to do to get Twitter to take you down? <laughs> I'm more mad that it was like not three years ago when hitting the fan, Right.
1: But, no, Moana shows that, like, mm-hmm. sometimes being a woman and having a little bit more of that sensitivity and open emotional canal that mm-hmm. a lot of men have had closed off, unfortunately, and sometimes due to society. Yes. Um, having that is, like, sometimes ten times better than a man with muscles. Mm-hmm. Right. Is so dope.
0: And I think that's a good message, too, for, for boys or, yeah, like, mm-hmm. younger boys and stuff that, like, they can see women are just as strong as them and they can understand, like, more empathy mm-hmm. things. And maybe that will... Kind Of change their perspective on things.
1: Have too. you noticed in the past like 10 years, like besides, like there hasn't been like a boy led, like besides Coco, like a boy led Disney right. movie? It wasn't there. What
2: was the there one was that just onward, came out? there
1: was so onward, did.
0: but they weren't
1: well, All there it. was soul, but that was, I mean, that was also a beautiful representation for the African American community, right? Yeah, like in
0: and kind of Wreck It Ralph, but then
1: Kind of Rocky but not. Benelope, like, but,
0: but if you yeah. look at
1: like what women have had, which I think is kind of beautiful to point mm-hmm. out, like I think you know it's important for boys to see representation of themselves, you know, growing right. up and whatnot. But there's so and, much of that, but exactly, <laughs> there's so much of it, and I think the films that Disney and Pixar are kind of coming out with now mm-hmm. are kind of shifting to these stories that need to be told that have women at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many films that have women at the forefront, and so many films, like even if it is a film like Coco, it's still trying to focus on you know, Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. and it's way more than just a boy doing right. things, you know, and with soul, it's a lot more than just a man doing something, mm-hmm. you know, it's a black man going through, you know, his life and right. dealing with things, and um yeah, so I think that's really dope that you had mm-hmm. those, because that made me realize, I'm like, dang, in the last, like, 20 years, Disney's kind of, they're,
0: they're popping off, they're,
1: tra- they're kind of, I mean, it's probably just for money, but I will take it, I'll
0: take it. It's a cash cow. I mean for them. I know, but they're one of the biggest like media conglomerates. They need to show representation because then other media conglomerates will be like, oh, this is making Disney money. Maybe this is we can make me money. Yeah, maybe we should show some representation, which is a little messed up. Like, but also
2: it's getting it's more, getting the word, out there. At least getting the word out, out there. Their hearts in the right place. <laughs> it's a stepping stone. Yes. <laughs> I think too it helps men who are raising daughters. Yes. To see, oh, well, maybe my daughter not that they don't think their daughters can do things, but they're like, well. If that woman can do it, my daughter's going to see that she can do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I can't represent that to her, but this movie's going to help her figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So many powerful women. Yes. And I know there's so many
0: more that we could talk about. Like, I Tons. I changed mine last minute. I was going to talk about female superheroes. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about, like, dystopian female leads. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Katniss Everdeen. Yes. And, um, Tris from Divergent, like oh, I thought about all of those. Like we could talk about Handmaid's Tale. There are so many influential female characters now. Yeah. Like it was a little like it's kind of hard to think about. Like Maggie, like we were talking about beforehand, like it's kind of sucks that there aren't more women of color being represented. Yeah. And there weren't actually a lot of like I mean, besides what you said Olivia. Yeah, was literally
1: and, like Olivia Pope and then you have Viola Davis and how to get away with murder. And that's yeah. like on main, on like mainstream TV, that's mm-hmm. like it. I mean you have You have Issa Rae and Insecure, Mm -hmm. and you have um, Broad City, you have Zendaya, you have Broad City, which is a little bit more representation, Mm -hmm. but literally, I mean, it's like, it's really, I hope TV starts moving a little bit more. They've Mm -hmm. done a lot
2: for women, but now it's like, okay, you've done a lot for white women. I think women of color too get portrayed as stereotypes. Like we were saying about Zendaya Mm -hmm. in Euphoria. I mean, She's addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. and that's a stereotype that follows around African Americans, mm-hmm. which is wrong. But yeah. that's the that's what, that's what
1: you'll see a lot about. If right. you study women of color in mm-hmm. media, you'll see that they fall into a a pigeonhole, which is really unfortunate. Yes, so hopefully, hopefully we can
0: change. Yeah, that. this podcast is all just an at to media industries <laughs> to make more influential female characters Period. of color, of and color. especially of color. And LGBT community mm-hmm. and anything else. Just make things that have more women. We've seen... Saoirse Women. <gasps> women. <laughs> just, just embrace that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has been another episode of Committed Critics. Um, thank you all for coming to this. I don't really remember thank their you. outro, but I know it's something about Twitter. They have a Twitter. They have a YouTube. <laughs> follow they... us on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow, follow, us follow. On Katie Twitter. and Maggie both on Twitter. They will be featured um, in the descriptions for this. They're also on Spotify. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube are all committed critics. That's C O M I T T E D C R I T S. It's committed crits. My <laughs> it, dyslexia. Thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like wait a second. Um. But yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Please let the guys know since this is more of their podcast and we're just featured. But if you want to hear more influential women. Talk about even influential women or other things. Let them know we'd love to have you all back. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you guys more about these things and comment if we skipped anyone. Yeah, comment. No, you like people. Yeah, the influential female a lot, characters probably. that you saw, yeah. that you uh, embrace and that you love. Because, like we said, there are so many. Thankfully, there now there nowadays there are so many. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.